call me Dr. Jones, known as the Night Tripper. Got my satchel of grease in my hand. Then we tripping up and back down the bayou. I'm the last of the best. They call me the greedy man. What's up? What's up? What's up, you motherfuckers? I call you motherfuckers because I love you. That's why. So, got to digging around in my Rolodex today, and I've spoken of this dude before in a previous episode, but uh, he's a friend of a friend of my wife's wife. You know, we've hung out a few times. We never actually got to sit down and have a conversation. I've, I've heard kind of vicariously through my wife and everybody else you know what he does and I know that the motherfucker won an Emmy that's pretty cool so I called him up I said motherfucker you want to come be on a podcast and he was gracious enough to say yes so today I'm going to introduce you to a friend of mine now hopefully a little better we'll see how it goes but um, yeah, I hope you enjoy. We're gonna talk about uh, a short film that he has right now on YouTube. I believe it's called Twenty Hertz. It's about bass and low frequencies and shit like that. So, pretty interesting dude, man. So I hope y'all enjoy and uh, sit back. Episode thirteen of the Po Boys Podcast. Yeah, because I didn't know what all was going to be involved with, uh, you know, starting an RSS feed and all that shit. Because uh, yeah. I'm not too computer savvy. Yeah, it takes a minute. And there's like, there's so many options that if you get hung up on like researching every little option, it can it can be like stifling and overwhelming. Well, see, um, you've been doing a podcast for a while. Are you still doing yours? I haven't done it in a long time, but I've got some stuff in the hopper that might have us fire it back up. Nice. Um, yeah. No, I like yours, man. I, I don't do... It's funny because now that I listen to podcasts like every fucking day, yeah. uh, I don't listen to a lot of music anymore, which is wow. weird because I've listened to music for years, and maybe I just burnt myself out on it a little, you know? Totally, totally. <laughs> Because I got the the iPad or the iPod thing, I load that shit up, and then I would just instead of doing the radio, I would just put it on a shuffle all day, and then cycle through piles of shit, and yeah, do that for about five, six, seven years. Eventually, you're gonna start running out of shit, especially if you don't like the new stuff that's coming out. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm ready. To, I need to like refresh my iPhone. I uh, I go hiking every day. Yeah. And, and uh and you know just i have it on a random shuffle and like i've i'm pretty like spent on it's a pretty fucking huge list of songs i have in my phone too my phone is like massive 
So you're pretty eclectic. Uh, you listen to a lot of different shit, don't you? Um, I, I yeah. I mean, I, compared to others, no. Like you know, there's certain people out there that listen to like everything under the sun. But mm-hmm. you know, I I have a pretty diverse mix of music that I keep on my you know quick list, right. short list, I guess. Yeah, and that's I used to get kind of lost on the iPod where I would end up just doing a, a shuffle and just say fuck it because it's I think you can put a few thousand songs on there and if you go in there by artist and track and you know unless you just really want to listen to an album which every once in a while I'll get the bug I want to listen to Dark Side of the Moon or something like that and I'll just throw in a whole album but for the most part I like to jump around so yeah yeah well see my my iTunes has been building since well a long time um over 10 years now but occasionally there's these songs that are from my ex-wife that pop up yeah and and play and it's just excruciatingly bad <laughs> like uh what is it is it pop or something or is it what what's the guy uh adam lambert that fucking guy oh, the emo that, guy uh, from uh from american, american idol. idol yeah yeah like his shit it's just like that and, like kelly clarkson it's all very like you know pop radio stuff like didn't, stuff that had big radio hits didn't adam lambert do the what do you want from me cover isn't that one of his big songs from the show he, yeah yeah right right and i don't mind that song i just don't really like him doing it see that that's the that's the scary part is occasionally like you'll just hear like because you're you know like for me i'm either like you know hiking in the middle of the woods and then like this random song will come on and I'm like, man, what in the hell is this? And at first you're like, oh, this isn't so bad. And then like halfway through your, the song, you're like, ah, oh, fuck, it's Adam Lambert. This is terrible. You know, like once you realize who it is, it's uh, it makes you dislike it more. I think I've had that before with like Gavin DeGraw yeah. back in the day. I'd be like, man, that's a catchy ass song. And then it's, yeah, it's, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Right, it's funny right. you listen when you go hiking. I saw a joke on Twitter the other day that just sometimes people will hit you with a one-liner and it just kind of makes you giggle, you know? Yeah. And this person was like, I like to load up M&M cranberries and something, or California raisins on my iPod. I call it my trail mix. And it was just, the shit made me laugh. I was, that's, it's witty. Nice. <laughs> I don't nice. hike. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> that is. That's good. Man. Well, yeah. So... Um, I guess, you know, there's really not a format to this. We just sit around and talk shit. I'm actually really excited because I told Mandy, I said, this is kind of weird because this is the first fucking time I think I've ever actually got to fucking talk to Will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because every right. time we've been around each other, you've had shit going on or I've had shit going on. And fuck, now you're right. a daddy. You Captain yeah. Big Daddy pants okay. down there in Texas. <laughs> That's right. I was about to say there's kids involved. That's a whole new uh added element to the schedule these days so where are you at now i saw a picture of the little kid the other day looking just gorgeous and what how old is the kid now uh he's a little over nine months oh shit i remember it yeah i remember it like it was yesterday <laughs> yeah it's i i would th- i'm i'm enjoying the uh like so basically he just kind of learned how to sleep through the night i would say probably about five six weeks ago oh fuck uh, you and that, and that's like a game changer, man. Like that's 
a total game changer. Oh, uh, fuck you, dude. <laughs> this kid. Well, I, had, I didn't know if it was going to happen or not. I was just like, man, this is crazy styles. He broke us, I think, a few months ago. Me and Mandy sat down, had a, a, a face-to-face, and just was like, I guess this is just how it's going to be. Fuck it. <laughs> right. This is it. And he's just going to sleep like four hours at a time. And we just got to learn how to distribute that four hours and make sure to get the most out of it. So what? So what's his schedule look like? How do y'all, how do y'all tackle that? Well, I think one of the biggest problems that he has, and, and he's had it since he was a, a little baby, is he gets gas real bad. And I don't know if it's maybe he's lactose intolerant. Or if there's just something going on. I mean, he's healthy. You know, the doctors, uh, when he's done all of his checkups, everything's good. No problems. But for some reason, he gets, like, gas bubbles that will wake him up out of a sound sleep. Screaming. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... And the first... I think the first nine months or so, it took us some real, like, time to get used to that. Because... You know, he also will cry when he wants something or needs something. So you will try to make him not cry, you know, by giving him whatever, you know, bottle, change the thing. You just go through the list. But the problem is, is when it's a, when it's a gas problem, then it's, you just got to ride the lightning, dog. I mean, it's, it'll be done when he finally farts or burps or whatever the thing is. But uh, until it comes out that he's screaming. Yeah. I remember the first time it happened. He was probably three months old, and I was sitting in the living room. And up until that point, he had done really good about napping and sleeping, you know, because he was still a little baby, so he was really sleeping a lot then. And I was sitting on the recliner, and I had him across my lap. And I remember I had just, you know how on the recliner when you go to get up, like you take your feet and you push the little thing down under the chair and you set the, you know... Kick, yeah. kick the leg thing back under and when I did he started screaming and I thought for a split second that I had like you know clamped his fucking arm up in the chair or something you know I freaked out and uh, it just from a, from a sound sleep he started just screaming and we were like oh shit and then everything chilled out and then over months of time we finally when we would go through all the stuff and he wouldn't quit we just alright fuck it he's just got a tummy ache man we gotta gotta wait for it to go yeah. Gas drops, yeah. a lot of gas drops, gripe water, shit like that. You know. Gripe water's good. Gripe water. Nobody fucking told me about gripe water. Yeah. <laughs> Beforehand. Gripe, wa- gripe water's great. Mm. It's just like little fucking sugar water. Hell yeah. Make them chill out. Yeah. Yeah. It's- and, and, and I would just, you know, see, monitor what he eats for the last meal before he goes to bed right and see another thing is when they drink out of the bottle if you know because he's big enough he holds it himself now Mm, yeah and the problem is is if he's not holding it straight up he's letting those little air bubbles get in there and that also will you know he's walking around so you really can't burp him anymore unless you just grab a hold of him you know and do it and that's another problem. So before we go to bed at night, if he gets a bottle because we're working on cutting that back right now, then I'm not above just snatching his little ass up and burping him if I have to. Yeah. That 
trigger never goes away. You can burp an adult if you smack them on the back long enough. Totally. Totally. All right. So I watched a few minutes of your little show from yesterday, and I'm probably going to post it along with this. Nice. Is that nice. something? What all? What the fuck have you been doing, man? Well, uh, that <laughs> one is is like something I did in graduate school, and um, it's it's like I never like did a version that had kind of like all the B roll and stuff in it. So like. Uh, some of that footage so, did look older, so I, I didn't know if that was a collective thing or if you were using some stock footage that you found just to kind of piece it together. If that was all shit you did, well, so that all that stuff was shot in two thousand four, and um, yeah, so I did it as like part of my thesis project when I was in graduate school. Um, I did a documentary about bass and low frequency sounds and like. I just interviewed a ton of people and it was my first project at like kind of, you know, working as a filmmaker and a director and trying to like do my own film. And, um, so like, you know, I, I, I just interviewed tons of people and then I had to edit this thing together, um, to like complete my schooling or whatever. So my, my edit was just like, it was kind of even before I knew how to edit, so I kind of threw the thing together. Um, so this thing then, is like thirty minutes long, right? The the thing, yeah, the product that you showed me, it's it's thirty minutes or so. Thirty five minutes, I think, right right around there. Is um, that the long version? Was your your finished thing shorter than that? And this is actually like the extended cut, or is this actually what you did for your your final? This is pretty close to what I did for my final. I kind of stayed true to it because i used the sound mix that was originally used but what i did was i added like you know there's music videos in there that kind of show the examples of what people are talking about and like there's a lot of extra like added visuals uh which is the b-roll of like just different things that people are talking about so like when i first showed it it was mostly just talking heads right and then and then recently i went in and kind of added all the extra footage which like I, you know i i watch it now and it's kind of interesting because like it's still it, it's a nice snapshot of what people thought about bass and hip-hop and it's 2004 just how much different the video quality is in that what, yeah. 13 yeah. years i guess it looks well, dude, like it's from 1994 <laughs> dude some of it yeah some of the uh dj screw stuff is like you know from the 90s um well and, and that that just goes to show you this was before the days of youtube and like really internet or video on the internet like yeah that's crazy uh, to think that that's only been around for what 10 12 years maybe yeah yeah you man. know youtube i remember when i graduated from high school was just starting to happen and it, you could sit there and still so that would have been 2005 2006 and it was it was pretty good but in the last 12 years it's ridiculous how much more popular it's become, and now you've got YouTube people, people yeah. that get paid to to do things on videos and YouTube and shit. So that's it's pretty nuts. It is. It is the whole. I mean, 
It you, is nuts. You YouTubers can reach a lot of people. Model is crazy. That's the difference. It's you can reach a lot of people, and you don't need a production company to do it anymore. And that's crazy to think of how business used to be ran and how you know record companies and television production and and all that shit used to be kind of a not an old boys club but i mean there definitely was a group of people that pretty much had the whole system by the balls and now all it takes is you know a good product and consistency and you kind of busting your ass and getting your name around and i'll be you in a few years man you can build up a following and uh you really only need a couple thousand people to really get your shit out there if it's good it's it's simultaneously like the best thing and the worst thing that's happened to like you know creatives and filmmakers and people that kind of work in that industry cuz like that that's the crazy thing about youtube is like you know a video that's been you know written and produced and really you know edited with lots of polish and is super slick that can perform just as well as like a you know a dude talking into his phone in selfie mode, you know, ranting about politics. Um, yeah. it, it, it's it's a game changer as far as like the content. Well, it's the same thing that it's done for music, and I mean the reality is is for people that make a living doing that, it's definitely made. I think it's it's changed the game to where people are having to break ground and really stay on top of their shit because in order to make monetary fucking money from your product people have to be willing to pay for it and with the advent of all this social media now you know shit's going away for free and it's hard to compete with free but if you're an artist you really just want to get your shit out there so it's it's a real kind of tricky thing like you said it's it's the best and the worst thing cuz it's it's saturated the market with good stuff so everybody's getting to hear it but if you're a person who only wants to do that one thing then you're going to have kind of a hard time uh paying the bills with it <laughs> well and it and it's saturated the market with good stuff and all the horse shit oh dude like there's no there's no like filter it's you know it's just everything and that and and that's that again like as as a person that you know makes videos like that's that's some of the most crazy shit is when you see like these youtube videos that have millions of views and it's just like the worst thing ever some kid uh, taking uh, an Xbox One out of a package. And going, hey guys, this is a new Xbox One console, and uh, here's the thing, and it comes with a controller, and uh, yeah, <laughs> and three million views, bam. Right. Unboxing right. videos. That's a thing. <laughs> well, and then there's like there's like these like rap battle videos. Like uh, there's there's this <laughs> white kid i think he's got to be like 14 15 years old and he calls himself slim jesus and like he's I've he's a rapper jesus. is he the uh, guy the which one the the uh, white boy that's always like ratata, ratata, that fucking guy <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 he puts he puts like all these uzis in his videos mm -hmm. and people like freak out about all the guns he has in his videos he's got neck tattoos and shit yeah yeah uh, well, then there's 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 like uh, his arch rival is I think Black Jesus, 
who's also like a you know 16 year old kid that yeah. they make beef videos and from stuff. bridgeport connecticut <laughs> <laughs> talking about how yeah. many bentleys he has it's like man the game has changed i was talking about rap the other day because uh you know i really got into the dirty south movement you know i i didn't do a lot of rap before then and then when i found it i loved it i went balls deep for about eight years i was now i have to admit i've been pretty shitty when it comes to music like you said your your ipod library has grown and uh i don't think i've paid for a song in probably 15 years right but right since I, the invention of limewire I think I was on at Napster, dog, or even Kazaa. Uh, even before, yeah. What was the force? Morpheus? Yeah, like all them shits. Just the, as soon as it came around, that was my modus operandi. I'm, I'm not paying for music. I don't pay for porn either, you know what I'm saying? And those people are fucking on camera. I don't really feel bad for you playing your guitar if, if I'm not willing to pay these other people that are having sex on camera. <laughs> Sorry, <Yeah>. buddy. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. I've never, I've never tried to make money. You know, like some people will bootleg CDs and shit like that. I've never done that. I love sharing my music with people, and I've always done that. Like I'm the guy that you say you like something. I go, well, fuck, dude, I've got a, I got this shit over here. You want, you want to check this out, and then I'll burn you just a CD. I only make you pay for it. Just, here you go, dude. Check it out. Nice. So I mean, maybe I was like YouTube before YouTube, because I was, you know trying to get the shit out there to people that were interested and before you could find it on the internet you had to go digging through the uh, the download sites and if you didn't know what you were looking for or if somebody hadn't uploaded it then it didn't exist right and there's shit like that nowadays like i remember hearing songs you know country songs as i was a kid that you can't find on youtube really it's just because it was so unpopular then that like nobody kept it and then nobody ever uploaded it. So it doesn't exist in the world except for somebody's fucking cassette player tape that's in the bottom of their Jeep, you know, in a barn in fucking Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should uh you should play Can You Stump Shazam. I've been playing that game. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, that game's shitty, man, cuz they put the little fake answers up there. I saw their their little tricks the first couple times I watched it. I go, oh, you bitches. I see. It was pretty funny. There was one, um, I think the first episode, they had a, a black couple on there and then two just straight white folk couples. And one of the answers was like a fucking, uh, oh, shit, who's uh, Mary J. Blige. It was a Mary J. Blige song, and the two white people got it. <laughs> Nice. And fucking, nice. Uh, who's the, the host? Fucking Jamie Foxx. He was like, what the hell, y'all? <laughs> he got mad. He was like, this is a fucking disgrace. That's hilarious. So, yeah, man. Like, you know, this is actually... I don't know how many people are going to listen. I get a few here and there. So, I'd like you to introduce yourself. Fucking... You know, tell people what you do, your credits, if you will. I know a few of them, but I don't want to get them wrong. I just know the shit that I've heard through my wife, through your wife. So, <laughs> what's, uh, what's some of the accolades, bro? I know you've been doing this for a long fucking time. Yeah, well, my name is uh, Will Deloney, and I currently reside in Austin, Texas. I 
have moved around quite a bit now, but born in Houston, I grew up in Little Rock, Arkansas, 12 years of my uh, formative years were spent in Little Rock, then I moved back to Houston my junior year of high school, and I did San Antonio, Austin, Bloomington, Indiana, New York City, Atlanta, Los Angeles, back to Austin. That's the real quick uh, it's not version a bad of circuit. Damn, I, I did yeah. talk about you um, in an early episode uh, with a friend of mine because he lives in Montebello, California, and I said right. that you had lived in Santa Monica, and he was like, "Oh, that's not too far from where I used to work." And we were talking, and then I had said that you live in Austin now, and that you about the going to South by Southwest and shit. And that so nice. I have spoken about you before. I just didn't say names. I said I got a buddy that you know does film and stuff. So, and I appreciate you coming to talk with me, man. Like I said, this is cool because uh, I've never really got to sit down and talk to your ass. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate you uh, asking me to do it. Happy, happy to jump on the call with you. Yeah, man. So I'm gonna go ahead and finish watching your other your your film and. I know that you're into, like, vinyl and shit like that, so I didn't know, like, have you always been kind of into bass and shit like that, or is it, like, I know you listen to rap music, and... Yeah, um, I, it's interesting, like, I I don't know why I was introduced to hip-hop at the age I was you know, considering where I was living. Because, I, I mean, I remember well, listening Houston, to, though, like... Right? Well, I was introduced to hip-hop when I lived in Little Rock. Uh-huh. And, and I remember, like, you know, I had the Fat Boys on cassette. Okay, yeah. Um, and there's things, like, you know, that were just, so you know, that, international like phenomena. Early 90s, but, maybe, or mid-90s? Is that about that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, let's see. 91 is when I was in eighth grade. And I would say that's when, like, I became conscious of, like, good music. Like, I learned about, like, you know... What was the grateful, in 91? Grateful, grateful Dead and, like, you know, just alternative culture in general. But then I was introduced to, like, hip-hop. And, like, like I kind of got hit with everything at once because it was like, oh, the Beatles. Like, the Beatles are supposed yeah, to be, heavy. like, the greatest <laughs> rock and roll band of all time, you know? What was um, so, um, the first thing that hooked you with hip hop? Like, what was the first time that you know something got a hold of you and you go, "I kind of dig this shit," and then made you s- sought out, you know, other things from that person or albums or like, was there one in particular that just hooked your fucking ear? Um, man, that's tough. I, you know, the, that the one Fat Boys song. Um, Wipeout. I think it, it was like a remake of a Beach Boys song. That one, like he beatboxes in it, and I was just like, "What is that? Like, what is that weird sound?" And I remember just like becoming obsessed with it. But at the same time, it was like, you know, the Beastie Boys were, you know, becoming big, and I, you know, was a huge fan of the Beastie Boys. Hang on, see, was, I don't know this Fat Boy song, so I'm gonna hold hold your horses. Let's see what we got here. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. Don't mind that, sorry. Here we go. 
ladies and gentlemen, I have as my guest tonight two gentlemen who need no introduction to boxing enthusiasts. Circa 1987. Ray, is there any truth to the rumor that you're ending your retirement? I am still retired. Even though my only major regret is not Powerful mullet. Camacho. You must be kidding. Holy no shit. Way. You gotta be kidding. <laughs> Macho man. <laughs> Macho Camacho <laughs> talking that shit. I'm gonna wipe you. He's in his video? I wanna see you in a baby. Uh, it's been forever and a minute since I've seen the, the video. Here we go. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They got the Beach Boys in the video. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's good as shit. That's not bad. So that was the early 90s shit, like with the Run DMCs and the Beastie Boys and shit like that, huh? Yeah, yeah. And later in the song, he does this like solo beatbox, which is just amazing. Um, Not too much. I'll try to find that real quick. Hold on. Okay, all right. There it is. There it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good, man. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that clearly shows my age of, of how, <laughs> how, how old I am. Um, hey, I ain't mad at that though. You know, that was uh, see. I came up with gangster rap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's where mine yeah. was. It was just well. Let me take that back. Because I think gangster rap was a little more like between Tupac and like juvenile, like somewhere between like maybe '94 and '97. That was the real gangster rap. That was when shit was popping off, and you know all, all the gang violence was on the the rise, and Boys in the Hood and shit like that. Like maybe that's a little different. But when I finally came around to it, it was you know that trap music shit. Ludacris and shit, Little John, Ti, Young Jeezy, you know shit like that. So that was my whole my bag of tricks, and uh, I just talked about banging hoes and slanging crack and shooting people. So, yep, yeah, yeah. See, like NWA was right in the era of like what we're talking about. That's gangster rap. That's officially, you know what I'm saying. I, if there were, if you look it up in the dictionary. I'm pretty sure that's that's gangster rap at its finest. Yeah, yeah. But that was before Tupac and shit, though, right? Yeah, yeah. So it maybe was. that's what it is. Is it, this was like the the flip side to that? Because this was like '87. The Fat Boys. This this song we just played. So Run DMC had been around for a minute too, right? They were oh, like yeah. mid '80s, oh, yeah. like old school b uh, b boy fucking hip hop and shit. 
Right. So yeah, I mean, it just it kind of changed, and then of course, like the the pop hip hop rolled through the Vanilla Ice and the MC Hammer and shit like that. Right. Right. So maybe See, that that then, was probably the bridge me, between after that. You know, go ahead. No, I was saying I think I bet that was actually the bridge between like the b boy hip hop and then the actual gangster, you know, uh, Biggie Smalls and shit. Right. Right. And then, yeah, for me, like, starting in 92, maybe even 93, roughly in there, like, I was introduced to, like, Dell, the Funky Homo Sapien, and Hieroglyphics, which was, like, you know, because my introduction to hip-hop was a lot of Tribe Called Quest and Diggable Planets and, like, really kind of, like, Eric B. jazzy, shit like that, jazzy yeah. musical hip-hop. Um <coughs> But then, but then you know, I learned about NWA and like Ice Cube, and um, but Ice Ice Cube had a cousin, and his cousin was Del the Funky Homo Sapien, who was like this kind of like comic book nerd that rode a skateboard and um, was really into graffiti. Um, so was that hip hop too? Yeah, yeah, like West Coast, like Bay Area stuff, like Fresh I, Prince shit, maybe something like that. But, like what kind of stuff? Like Fresh Prince kind of shit? Um, Sunshine rap? Mm, sort of. Woke up at like, nine and I had to go. But is it kind of that kind of shit? Or, like, or is it more? Um, like, God, what's a good comparison? I mean, maybe he's um, a solo. Check out... Um, Dell the Funky Homo Sapiens, if you must. Okay, we'll get it. Let's see. Dell D E L L. Uh, one L. And then you can probably just put Dell if, if you, you must. must. Yeah, right here. Here we go. And I like having this to get set up to where I can get audio in here too. All right. It's not what I expected. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like it sounds sound. It's really electrical, cool. Oh, that's trippy. It's almost. It's important to practice good hygiene. At least if you want to run with my team, I'm about to get into some shit that I've seen. This fool's breath on me, so that'll melt your ice cream. They say don't say nothing if you can't say nice things. Sitting too close to him on board like my ice sting. I tried to be subtle, hand him a stick of gum. I was a victim of breath on him. Running his yap about what set he from. Gotta get some gum, gotta get him some. He turned it down, his teeth was brown. It's cruciating for and it was a new sensation. I had to ask the dope to pass the soap. I ain't mad at that. That's not Yeah, bad. it's it's a different sound. Uh that's that's even like later Dell than earlier stuff, but like it's a very like he he hits like this skateboarding video game playing like the backpack crowd. Yeah. Um but but the music's like pretty good, like pretty great. Um and, and Del Del the Funky Homo sapiens in twenty hertz. We interview him about bass and low frequencies. Um I heard early in there, you guys, and you just mentioned too. You were talking, obviously, being from Houston, talking about DJ Screw, and uh, you know, I don't. Okay, <laughs> here's here's the deal with Screw music. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not too big on chopped and screwed. Yeah. I like screw music, but that chop sometimes <laughs> gets on my fucking nerves. <laughs> yeah. To the point that I don't yeah. even want to well, listen to the guy. I don't even want to listen to the song anymore. Turn the shit off. <laughs> right. Well, and, and especially like, you know, the majority of that music is, you know, made for you to be on codeine cough syrup. I get that. And, and you know, I, I like to, to chill and, and just vibe out. And so screw music, slow it down, and I, I can dig it. But that whole, like, I've got Wanna Be a Baller on Chopped and Screwed. Nice, and it is the nice. most repetitive just won't be bought baller shot shot caller 20 inch play and it's just like fuck yeah too much <laughs> i hang too myself <laughs> yeah yeah i feel you on that but i don't mind it you know it's um i got into a little bit of that i got a buddy that lives in houston now and i think he's well you say he's 35 so, you know, he's kind of been in the mix now, and he's still into it. So we were talking about Slim Thug and Paul Wall, that whole the uh, um, Ice Age crew with Mike Jones and, you know, just what they're up to nowadays because you really don't see them on the radio anymore. And he said they're still kicking it, you know, doing their thing down there, and that's cool. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Dude, that, the Rap-A-Lot Records is a fascinating story. They're they're for a while, they were on the FBI's like, wa- like a F- FBI watch list. Is that um, a Houston could, company? Well, yeah, and they, you know, the Ghetto Boys, Zero, mm. Paul Wall, Mike Jones. Um, I didn't know that you know, was the like, thing. I knew that Mike Jones had Ice Age later, but I couldn't remember what his previous label was. Well, this this is. I'm sure there's probably multiple labels for those guys, but like Houston, I, I would guess rap a lot is the biggest record label out of houston at least you know in that genre maybe like ugk and chameleon air too some of those guys maybe yeah yeah um, i am mad at ugk the pimp c story is a sad one. Oh, poor pimp c yeah yeah how you gonna go to prison and get out and fucking die <laughs> for uh, real breaks man. my heart hmm See, I've always liked uh, bass, just like with systems and cars and stuff. I've never been to like one of those competitions where they have the crazy systems that like you can't even sit in the car or you'll you'll suffocate. But uh, yeah, my buddy yeah. had uh, I think it was two kicker comp VRs and a big like a big old custom made box in the back of his Jeep Cherokee. I think he was pushing probably twenty five hundred out of it, maybe a little more three thousand. And uh, he had a kill switch on it. So it was funny when we would get people in the car that didn't know, we would uh, like take, we'd go for a ride and they'd go in like a gas station or something. And then we would turn on the system and we would put in uh, TI, the top back. You know that song? Yeah, yeah. The bass drop in the beginning of that song is so intense that if you're not expecting it, that shit would jump in your heart and you would feel it in your chest windows open everything going down the freeway you would just sometimes you would just scream you would just go ah 
<laughs> you know, because you could feel that shit running through you. And he would only turn it up to like 30. You know, he would go to max of 70. He's turning it halfway up and shaking your fucking eyeballs. God almighty. Are you, are you familiar with the brown note? <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, let me... It's a, uh, what's I've, that? I've heard about the South Park brown note. Is it well, a real it, thing? It, it's a... Re- it's a real thing. Basically, there's a frequency. It's under 20 hertz. So 20 hertz is the lowest frequency the human ear can hear. Anything lower than that, you feel it. You don't hear it. Um, and there's there's a certain frequency that if you hit it with enough power behind it, it'll make you crap your pants, you know, evac- <laughs> evacuate your bowels and, like... The the military. Like I was fixing these, to say, yeah, I feel like that should be a military weapon. Yeah, yeah, they they will go up and like blast crowds with this, you know, insane <laughs> subsonic like weapon, <laughs> and like the crowd will just crap their pants. Man, like everybody. Um, I know that they have puke lights. Have you heard of the flashlights that'll flash and they'll make you fucking vomit? No. Yeah, they put them on the end of M16s, I think, and it's it's just another you know non-lethal deterrent. And basically, I when I heard about it, I said that's the best fucking idea I've ever heard. Because one thing you're not doing when you're puking is running. (laughs) It's impossible, you know. So basically, it's just this high frequency super strobe, you know, LED flashlight with a pattern that. Once it hits you, it disorients you to the point that you induces vomiting. Good lord! And it cro- it fucking folds you up like a lawn chair. <laughs> Good lord! So that's some crowd control. You got people fucking puking and shitting their pants like that. <laughs> we don't even need M16s anymore, guys. Let's just break out these fucking things. Take that, For- ISIS. <laughs> For real. For real. Man, so you the name of your your show is documentary is is 20 hertz right isn't that what it's called yeah yeah it is so yeah i'm gonna make sure and post that too i'm gonna check it out you know the rest of the thing and yeah it's it's like it's a long one so it's you know it's 30 minutes isn't too long it's it's a couch watch versus a uh while you're in your car on the go kind of watch (laughs) shit i don't know i've got fucking t-mobile now and uh their service is dog shit but i get unlimited data so I'm not above just throwing on YouTube and driving down the road with fucking just shit playing through my auxiliary cable, just music videos. I'm not watching them, but, you know, whatever. Nice. I guess nice. if I got hard up, I could listen to porn. It's probably what it would be like for a blind guy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know there's um, porno for the blind? There, There is porno for the blind? Well... So, it's a program. I heard about it, and I had to check it out because I thought it was hilarious when I heard about it. But basically, it's a a volunteer organization of people that do play-by-play um, for blind people. <laughs> so, and I mean, I listened to a couple of them, and really, there weren't a lot of charmers, like not a lot of good voices. <laughs> and yeah, it's just, you hit his date, you know, blah, 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 title of the video, you know, horny MILF, gangbang, open scene, stage right, there's a lady on a chair, she's naked. <laughs> and then it's just somebody, like, basically doing color commentary. That's pretty amazing. Which I mean, is... that's basically what magazine porn used to be, like those little, 
books they made. I thought about it, and I was like, well, a blind person could still technically hear porn if he's just listening for fuck sounds, but I guess, you know, if you need somebody to paint a picture, then these guys are doing the Lord's work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> doing audio books of porn is pretty impressive. I learned so much interesting things that just run through my head. Like, I found out about sign language the other day. Did you, yeah. Did you know that sign language is only English sign language? So they only have sign language? Well, I guess that would make sense. No, possibly. no, no. no. That, that's, what I said was true, but not what I meant. There, <laughs> there's sign language for other languages. Right. Is what okay. I, yeah. Is what it, so English is its own sign language, and then there's French sign language. There's Portuguese sign language. Yeah, but how could the sign language Sir. For, for, for banana be different across languages? Could you imagine German sign language? Oh, man. Or Mandarin sign language? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They said the it, only universal language is Morse code. Like for for mandarin sign language they they do like a word and then rock paper scissors after everything uh, <laughs> that's I how you know it's mandarin half of this shit is just little pictures you know so i couldn't imagine you just you draw the shit you get, you probably would need more than five fingers i guess you got to make like 32 different hand movements you just see a motherfucker on the corner look like he's throwing up gang signs and he's just asking to do what he wants to eat <laughs> yeah yeah. You got to take your fucking shoes off and use your toes too and your legs and just, you know. <laughs> oh shit, that's funny. That's great. So I know you're doing this other thing um, that I had heard about or I've seen on your Twitter. I don't. I see you don't do Twitter a whole whole lot. But I'm uh, not the most Twitter. Like, um, yeah, I. I very rarely use Twitter. I, I just well anyway. I don't want to go down that that rabbit hole. I just gave up Facebook, so I might start uh -oh. <laughs> using Twitter more. I haven't used Facebook once upon a time. You know when I think me and Mandy had been together for like three years. I really haven't done a lot of social media. Like I've just never been into it. I've got too much other shit going on, and uh, you know had one of them old ass chicks from fucking high school drop into the dms back before that was a thing and it just it didn't go anywhere that it shouldn't have but it definitely came close close enough that it was a problem so you know i pretty much wrote that one off i said i just don't need that kind of attention and i didn't fuck with uh social media for years probably three or four after that yeah well i i've, I've got to tell you this story so like for forever I, I have these dreams going back to elementary school and like kids that I went to elementary school but as my dreams like developed over the years the same people from elementary school would be in my dreams but they would age so that they would be my same age and the first year I joined Facebook like three of the people that were always in my dreams I became friends with on Facebook and they looked exactly like they did in my dreams, like what they would look like 
like current day and it 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 like completely blew me away for like weeks where i was just like what is going on you're touched Um, (laughs) you've got the special skills (laughs) yeah it was crazy dude it was crazy like just like a mirror image of my dreams is what they look like on facebook it's, it's weird this social media thing man especially as a guy like i get that the temptation is around it's just so much work i've messed around in a few other relationships and got caught up in some bullshit and d- done some pretty shitty things but you know i'm married now and i'm just kind of over it and sometimes i even have to check myself because i'll come close to getting you know borderline inappropriate and uh, I'll just say, you know what? what? Jerry, yeah. Jerry B getting borderline inappropriate? Come it's, on. It's not even... I, let me tell you, this is what happened. <laughs> and you're, This is the lamest fucking story. <laughs> I like to sing, Will. I don't know if I've ever told you that. I have a podcast that I submit videos to. I, I contribute once in a while. And I'm not that great, but, you know, it's something I like to do. Okay. I don't play instruments, so my, my voice is my instrument. <laughs> But there's an app that came out, and it's picking up steam now. The Smule app, karaoke. Yeah, yeah. I got on there, and the deal is, is if you want to sing songs, um, you have to pay for it. Or if somebody else is already paying for the app and they propose a duet, then you can fuck around and (laughs) sing along. Wow. Now, what happened was, is I was looking for certain songs. And some people are really good, and some people are complete dog shit. And I'm just being honest. <laughs> you know, I know I might be somewhere in the middle, not great, not terrible, but there were some, some not great. <laughs> so if you wanted to sing a song, you don't necessarily want to sing with the shitty one. You want to pick one that's actually pretty good. And I just found that in a couple of those situations, they were women as opposed to just dudes. And then I find myself like looking for other songs that they've seen, not like stalking, but just looking through their shit. And at one day I was sitting there and I was just like, if my wife saw this, what would she think? Could I explain my way out of this? And I just said, you know what? I'm just going to fucking, and I just cut the shit off. I said, I'm not, I don't even have time for this right now. <laughs> what, what was the song you were going to sing? I mean, one of them was, um, Let's see, I like Kid Rock, so I was looking through Kid Rock songs, and then I saw the song Picture, right? Now, you can't really sing that song with a dude. It sounds weird. (laughs) Right. Because it's Sheryl Crow with Kid Rock. So you would look around, and I I was not picky. Like, I also did, like, some old outlaw country song duets with, like, older women, like, you know, old grannies. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was this one lady I would tear it up with, man. We would sing Waylon Jennings songs. (laughs) And these people don't, like, invite you. It's just a random thing. Like, you just see what they posted, and then you go, okay, well, I can sing this one. Does it post a video of both of you singing? It does if they do video. You have that option. And it actually, it edited. It will cut it back and forth because when you're doing a duet, just like with a karaoke machine, the the words will come up in different (laughs) colors. So it's like part one will be blue print, and then part two will be, like, red. And then if you're singing together, it'll be like green or something so that 
what it'll do is like when one person's dominant, it'll show their face by itself. And then when the other person, it'll kind of slide over, like do that cheap little slide out to the other person. And then it'll come in with their audio. And then on like a chorus line, it'll do like a split screen or like a bi-level thing to where it'll put them both in there and equalize it. It's a pretty cool app. That sounds cool. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a cool idea. There's people on there that actually have setups. You know, I didn't have all my podcast stuff then. I was just using a pair of headphones, you know, the little iPhone earbud with the microphone deal. And uh, there are people on there that actually, I guess, have made a following thus far by doing, like, production-level shit. And there are professional singers that sing on there, too. I think it's sponsored by the dude from Train. Oh, uh, which, which one? Like, the lead singer dude from Train. Okay. So I... I I think he'll make like a, an initial video and he'll be like, Hey everybody, I'm blah, blah from train. And we're going to sing this song and then he'll sing the song. And then like, you know, millions of people can do a duet with him by themselves if they want to. And then if he sees it, he can repost it and then you'll get some, some eyes on you that way. So it's a, it's a neat system. I just, it was too much for me to kind of keep up with. I do Twitter and keep it at Twitter. Nice. Nice. So, it's all good, man. <laughs> well, I enjoyed having you. I'm glad you came by. And, uh, dude, if you ever get anything else you want to pedal, I've only got a few hundred folks. But, uh, you know, it's a few hundred. If anybody's interested, they can check you out. Uh, what it, or you're at Will Deloney on Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Is there any production what? stuff you, you have you can push? Any people you're working with? Yeah, yeah. With? Well, so Pixelated Ideas is my production company. Uh, web address would be pixelatedideas.com. You can spell it any way you want. You'll get there. Um, and the latest thing, I, I just, it, it got, it went live last Thursday, is um, I do this documentary series for Carbon TV. They're an outdoor network like they they do like a lot of hunting and fishing programming and some agricultural but they're all about the outdoors yeah um if you have a xbox roku apple tv smart tv anything like that you can get the app carbon tv and uh anyway the series is called american elements and the last episode I did are these two guys they call themselves NODR which stands for niggas on the river <laughs> and uh, I, I would highly encourage everybody to check that out they're pretty pretty damn funny yeah send me um, the links man I'll post it for sure yeah um, well yeah man like I said it's good to talk to you and you know I know uh, you guys are going to be around next week so shit if uh, you get bored holler at me yeah, for sure, man. I appreciate it. Alrighty. So that was my sit-down with Mr. Will Deloney from Austin, Texas. From Houston, Texas. From Santa Monica, California. The motherfucker has made his rounds. New York. and Man. I guess it must be pretty cool. I've pretty much been here my whole life. So I hope to get out and explore some shit sometime soon, but... You know, it's nice to get some other perspective, to hear things of what's going on in the world, and to see other people that enjoy doing what they do, and uh, spreading around they fucking artists. <laughs> <laughs>
their artistic visions and shit. So, if you're still out there, thank you for listening. Um, I'm going to post some other links to uh, Will's stuff, so y'all can check that out. Go give him a follow. Give him a holla. If you want to get in touch with me, it's at Boys Podcast on Twitter. And, uh, I guess y'all motherfuckers have a good weekend. You know? Try to stay out of trouble and shit. Because I ain't got time for it. You know what I mean, motherfucker? They judge a boy by his friends And all of mine are trash They say you find your own level Well, I'm a snake in their grass But I can't help the things I do I've always been attracted to Cheap Thrill Don't you know I like cheap Thrill Night after night Cheap Thrill Well if you ain't supposed to do it I will Got a low reputation in their bad attitude. Cause all I want to do is something that I ain't supposed to do. But I can't change the things I love. I guess I'm just a victim of. Don't you know I like cheap, cheap, thrills, night 